When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Piece of history in uh, not just New Zealand but Australasian harness racing is going to be made on Thursday with the race driven by Grins and Matt Cross joins us now to talk about that and the draw that was done yesterday. G'day Matt, how you doing? Hey Ricardo, I'm all good. I'm just down at uh, Methven currently and it's the first day in oh, just about probably three months I'd say that we've really been able to get up and about about having crowds on course. We've had a bumper crowd here today in mid-Canterbury and I'm sure that we're going to get something similar for Thursday night out of Cambridge Raceway. I think it'll be a little bit cooler than what it is now but hasn't there been some great hype around and it all came to a head last night with the draw? Yeah and, on, and with the draw of course uh, the favourite self-assured um, got a bit of a bum rap didn't it drawing eight? I uh, know Mark Purden's not overly overly happy. Yeah, look, I guess draws only matter if you get beat, don't they? He's probably good enough to still overcome it. As we know, uh, the barrier draw took place last night. So Stylish Memphis automatically being a mayor gets into the race and draws barrier one. But the rest, it was all up for grabs. And unfortunately, uh, Self-Assured's owner, Jean Feast, well, she chose the wrong trophy with the wrong number on it. And it was barrier number eight, which isn't ideal. But I would say Ricardo if you were to look for the positives to come out of it, he's not under any pressure to do any work early, Mark Purden, and there's a lot of speed to his inside, so he'll just be able to perch up. There's only one horse off the second row, so I don't think it's all that bad. It's probably dented Mark's confidence a little bit, but all things being equal, Ricardo, I think he's the best horse in the race, particularly with how he's going in recent times. Well, it's over 2,200 metres, of course, so, I mean, you know, you got... Um... Alto Orlando at barrier two, Spankham at three, and Mark Dan at five, who tend to be sort of pacemakers, but that's a long way to lead from the front. So does that rule them out in your thinking? I don't think it particularly rules them out. What it does do is it probably brings self-assured into it a little bit. So Stylish Memphis off the insides coming all the way from Sydney. They won't be there to be running second. I'm picking they'll be trying to hold up early. Alto Orlando is very fast out of the gate. We've got Spankham, who's a miracle mile winner. It should be really competitive. And Mac Dan actually got a start in the race for his win in the Newcastle Mile, where he showed blistering gate speed. And he's got Ricky May on board. I think there'll be plenty happening in the initial stages. So it's two full circuits of the track, plus a 250, 300-metre run heading into the first turn. So there's a few bends for them to get around. I think for self-assured to be winning the race, Ricardo, they really need to run that first portion at breakneck speed. And I think he'll be soaring home over the top of them. But like I say, Mark Purden certainly got his work cut out for him. And with the Australians in there, it really adds some, some interest, particularly at the start. Yeah, I mean, if you were going to look elsewhere, uh, South Coast Arden has certainly drawn reasonably well. And Brent Mangos is a driver that knows, the, uh, knows his way around a track. Uh, where would you be looking well, South Coast Arden's a horse that won the jewels in emphatic fashion. He ran 151 for the mile 
when winning the jewels back on jewels day of last year. He was very, very good in the New Zealand free-for-all when winning that. He's a genuine open-class contender. I guess it's one of those things with South Coast Art, and he's very much like self-assured. If he gets on the train at the right time and they go hard enough up front, he'll be finishing on. He had a workout at Cambridge last week, and he, he looked very, very good in doing so. I don't think there's an option for him to go forward and race anywhere better than three wide parked. I don't think that the lead or the park position are available for either South Coast Arden or Self Assured. So he's in the same boat as Self Assured, Ricardo, basically hoping that those up front undo themselves early and they're able to get over the top and time their runs right. Of course, we had the uh, news too that uh, Pembroke Playboy is out of the race after showing signs of lameness on Saturday morning. So wasn't drawn in the field. Uh, The fact that it's nine versus uh, rather than ten, does that make a difference, do you think, uh, strategically? I don't think it will make too much of a difference. Uh, Bloody disappointing that Pembroke Playboy couldn't be in there. He's just not going good enough, Ricardo, to be fair. There was obviously some issues for him, so the Dunstan team obviously missing out on their slot, which is disappointing. And then, of course, we had Spellbound, who uh, last week suffered an injury in the paddock, which meant Majestic Cruiser was able to work into the race. I don't think it changes the dynamic too much, to be quite honest. If anything, the barrier draws have really made it as interesting as it possibly can be. If self-assured had come in and he draws anywhere between barriers two and five, you're looking at it thinking, oh, well, it's his race to lose. What the draws have done now has enabled just that little bit of extra hype and that little bit of wondering what could happen pre-start, which I think for the inaugural running of this is a fantastic thing to have happened. Yeah, huge, mate. I mean, and the race itself, uh, $900,000 stakes, of course, uh, the first time this sort of slot race has been held in Australasia. What does it mean for the sport? I think it's massive. I really think it is. I know there was a lot of trepidation around the place and a little bit of doubt as to how it would unfold, but particularly over the last week or so, the hype's really taken off. We've seen over in Australia with the Kosciuszko and the Everest and the Thoroughbred game, it's an opportunity as well for people who want to reinvest a little bit of money to get a slot, have a little bit of hype. The race is about them too. It's not just about the horses. It's about the slot holders. It's about the, the, the ability to... Uh, get a horse in with the right sort of deal. I know that you guys with SC and Deb are able to get self-assured, which is massive. Um, you know, it's all, it's all of that that's involved. It's not just a case of sitting there and watching a race for two minutes. The, the race has been going on for months, and that little two minutes at the end is just the cherry on top. Yeah. Well, looking forward to it, mate. Are, are, are you going to be there? Are you, are you calling? Uh, I'm not. I'm not actually calling. Aaron White will be calling the race, Ricardo. But I'm uh, heading up to work with uh, Trackside on the on the presentation side of things with Craig the Whale Thompson. We'll have Brittany Graham, an analyst from over in Australia, to come over, and yeah, we'll be chatting to everyone all night. And I'm sure that Aaron White's got a couple of one-liners up his sleeve for whatever's <laughs> going to happen at the finish. But nine hundred thousand, gee, fantastic, isn't it? That we're able to celebrate that in the middle of autumn. Generally, racing's a little bit quieter at this time of year, but David Branch and the team there at the Cambridge Raceway, you've got to take your hats off to them and everybody involved. And at 8.55 on Thursday night on TAB Trackside 1, not too sure if you guys will be able to play it on SEN Dead. I'm sure that someone will be with your interest in self-assured, but all the best to you guys as well. Yeah, hey, thanks very much, Matt. I uh, really appreciate you giving us some time. I know you're in the middle of a session calling at Methven Race 10, about 20 minutes away. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds. Uh, have, you got a t- have you got a tip for us for Race 10? I've got a winner for you. Race number 10, Ricardo. If you're having a bet, I like the chances in Race number 10 of number 13, Royal Pride. I think he's the best horse in the race, so... 
Have a go at that, and we'll catch you on Thursday night from Cambridge. Sounds good. Matt Cross with us. Appreciate your time, Matt. Go well. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.